Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Giant Beast Cast live what? from E3. We are on live. Joined by Jeff Backlar, hello, hello. Austin Walker, hey. Alex Navarro, Jeff Gersman. Video games. That's what we're here to talk about. Oh, is it? Video games at oh, E3. No. Okay. I, I, was, I, my, I was led to believe this was a hockey podcast. Here we are to uh, talk about uh, the New Jersey Devils. Lucky right? Luke Robitaille. Congratulations yeah. to the Pittsburgh Penguins winning the Stanley Cup this week. Good Kevin for them. Rudy back again. Yep. Lemieux, baby. Yeah, who was Lemieux Sorry, playing against in the, the Cup Finds? The Sharks. Oh, Pat Falloon and his gang. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not them. This is all it's them, right? Well, yeah. The sh- so is, I have a question for uh, you, San Franciscan person over there. Yeah, okay. People care about the Sharks? Oh there. hell no! No, uh, I my uh, my wife got me a shirt that is a pixelated uh, shark fin thing, and like she's got it for me, and I was like, oh, this this is a cool shirt, fun, I'll wear it, and, and like I'm gonna say one out of every three times I wear it, someone goes like, it's a cool shark shirt. Okay. And I realized, like, I can't really wear this shirt. Is it a anymore. shark shirt? I don't or is it think so. I mean, it's a shark shirt. If it's a, yeah, if but it's, it's not a, a shark shirt. But I think, I think it might actually TM. be a super pixelated version of the shark logo. Is it logo. teal? The logo's oh. teal? Uh, it's a black shirt, but yeah, there's a teal. There you go. You're a shark fan. You're a shark fan. I had my time with hockey, and literally, Pat Falloon was the plank for the sharks. Okay. All right. Well, so what I will say to follow up your question is that the sharks had, I believe, not been to the Stanley Cup Finals before? Ever. Ever. They've never made it to and, even the final yet. And they didn't win. No, uh, they got beat up. People bad. were excited that they made it to the finals. The problem was the Warriors were also in the NBA ah, Finals, yeah. and people liked the Warriors a whole lot more. There was an E3 we were doing where I had to walk from the convention center somewhere, and there were a bunch of drunk fans. Could they, were they Kings fans? Yes. yes. So, yeah. Yeah. The Kings won that year. Yeah, that was the year the Devils and the Kings And played. I had a cop worst. almost knock me over that year. Whoa! I was walking past, like, the Staples Center, past, like, they had Hockey City set up next yeah. to it, and it was all roped off, and they uh, they had people staying on the sidewalk, and they had, like, you know, they had cones set up to, you know, keep you kind of on the sidewalk, but I, I had one foot kind of in the gutter a little bit, because there were a lot of people on the sidewalk. Sure, I had one and foot soon, in the gutter Yeah, for you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I took, like, my second step in the gutter, cops went, <laughs> shoved me back on the sidewalk, said, stay on the sidewalk! Okay. And I was like, oh, this Trying is to help hashtag you Big Brother 2.0 I, I, right I don't here. Know if you know this, the LAPD sucks. <laughs> really? He was just trying to like get his like body check game up because he wanted to be okay. in the All game. Right. Yeah, he was just amped. Yeah, amped for hockey. This speaking is the of open. amped, yeah. Speaking of shark, speaking of blood in the water, yeah. let's talk about E3. Yeah, let's right. talk about blood in the water in uh, E3. Uh, Fifty cent uh, blood in the yeah, water. Mm-hmm. That, that new uh, my underwater skull at yep shark skull crystals yeah. in it. Uh, E3 is just about well. E3 by E3's, the time we're doing E3's this, over. It's got like one. ten minutes of E3 uh, left. 
Uh, no, I think it's actually been over for about 15 minutes. It, oh, it really? usually closes at no, 4 on no, Thursday. No, sorry. The, the, the show is open until 5 today. Is it so really? Well, it usually yeah. closes at 4, though, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, I feel like I haven't heard the E3 bells in a, in a long time. They still play the chimes, get out, get out of the building? I don't know. We I, are, I thought yeah. they did the, 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 the military trumpet thing, usually, to be like, hey, all right. And everyone like cheers. Reveling? They're like, yeah. we made it. <laughs> we made it out alive. Like, at the end of E3, everyone goes like, yeah, finally. <laughs> See you all uh, next year. That's it. That's the show. It's a... It's a it's a, <sighs> all right. Let's, let's there contextualize of, There were a lot, a lot of games at E3 this year. There were. We, let's we, start there. That's actually a good yeah, place. We started off with the press conferences and um, I think some really strong showings. I know online some different reactions than maybe I had to a lot of the <laughs> press conferences. But uh, on the show floor, Microsoft's booth was wall-to-wall just con- like demo stations and mm-hmm. go play some games. And lots of stuff that you like didn't even really know was going to like I didn't know they would have blood stained in their booth. Right. You know like there was a, like a, a playable. and Igarashi was there. Yeah, I saw out. him walking around. Had it up. Yep. Uh, yeah, so more games than I can even name. And that games were. that I didn't know existed until I walked those booths. Right. Totally. It's not what you expect from first party stuff sometimes. Uh, Sony, really strong. Uh, Lots same of stuff thing. there. Lots, Lots of stuff. stuff. Oh, some weird stuff over there just in terms of um, like uh, behind closed doors or. or the lines. spacing of that booth was very weird this yeah. year, but they had a, a goodly amount of stuff to show. Yeah, and they, made, they had to make a lot of room for VR, and they rolled out the uh, the the phone app that they've been using for the past couple of shows. Now they used it at PAX, they used it at the PlayStation Experience, where you yeah. book your demos online. Which pass. That actually has not worked very well for them uh, at some of these past shows, where like they took a bunch of appointments and then lost them all. Oh, mm. uh, cool. But they used it again here at E3. I, I, we did not use it. but uh, I talked to some people who did, and they said it worked out okay yeah, for that's them. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Pretty for good. theater appointments. For right. like, I don't know what theater stuff they were showing for Call of Duty, but like, I think it's it's uh, well, what if it's what I saw behind closed doors? It's the thing from the press conference, press conference. and then one other level. Okay, but I actually also wouldn't be surprised if it was just the thing from the press conference right. in the theater because they want to turn it around pretty fast. So uh, their booth, I don't know if it was, but it seemed bigger yeah. this year. They had booth. this like casino vibe yeah. that you get lost there for. They definitely really spread out a bit more. Yeah, like they didn't have like big walls separating it from mm-hmm. uh, from other stuff. Nintendo, you know, they had. Their um, Zelda uh, Wonderland, Wonderland yeah. attraction, yeah. fucking I Which, don't know what that was. Once you were once you were in there, it seemed cool. Somebody Did told you know? me it was like you're in the the weird like overhead like Venetian ceiling thing, like where it's just like oh, all the weird like yeah. LED stuff. It, it was like a Zelda bar mitzvah. It was like a Zelda themed <laughs> bar mitzvah. Yeah. Okay, we were like, oh, this kid loves Zelda. Really <laughs> loves Zelda, and I was gonna read. So yeah. like the uh, there's like two lines: one to wait online to go through the Zelda experience and play the game, and one to just walk through the booth oh, yeah. and not play the game. Right. So I, didn't, I got into that booth. I didn't get a chance to play that Zelda, but like there are places where you stand in that space yes. that it. activate yes. special effects. Yeah, oh, like oh, okay. the wind is blowing yeah. now. Yeah, there was like a dancing mushroom. Pit. Yes, yeah, was, we yeah. Had a dancing mushroom. What? There was just like a bunch of mushrooms in like a grill, oh, kind of sure. dancing. Yeah. That's what uh, I interpreted that. Were you high? Interpreted. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then yeah. like, Bethesda had <laughs> yeah. like a yeah. very big, like kind of again attraction booth. Bethesda with, like, had just like this monolith, you know? Yeah, or, big or, black walls, and then inside it had like the Prey Museum. Ooh, I didn't like, go in there. Yeah, I didn't they, see that. yeah it's like they had there. spent a lot of money configuring a room to look like it would be an office on a space station or cool. something with a bunch of you know, like stuffing glass. Yeah, like, and a remember. bunch of very official-looking terminology <laughs> written on the walls to, you know, like, hey, this tube goes here to yeah. some other part of the ship, you know, lore-heavy. And then, uh, but then 
throughout the booth were just TVs kind of playing the trailers and kind of press conference demos. Four stations that like had shelves where you would put a video game console, but it was just running the Quake trailer on loop. Uh, That that was a little weird. Uh, What other bigger booths were there? I I thought the... Just from an, an aesthetic point of view, that mafia booth—that's a good pretty booth. awesome. That's a good looking yeah. booth. That the was outside, just like at least. really good looking. So that's like a—it was like a, a French Quarter, yeah. New yeah. Orleans style. Like you walk by, they had a band playing in there. Like people throwing beads down. Fortune the telling, neon lights. Yeah, had a look. Beads. Yeah, prominent. That was a prominent yeah, space. The, prominent just, the best part <laughs> about the beads bit was their way of trying to simulate. The act of a Mardi Gras, show me your, you know, whatever, uh, was show us your badge, mm. which Not as- you can't be in there if you don't have a badge. <laughs> right. So it's just like, okay, just hold up the thing that's around your neck and get another thing that's that cute. you throw that's around okay. your neck, I get guess. Yeah. With yeah. beads. For, for what that is. While I was there, they were throwing beads in little plastic bags, which is also not exactly <laughs> That's not really right. how that works. Like, like trick or treating? Bag, it was like, uh, usually, if you're around there getting things in little plastic bags, it's definitely not beads. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Uh, what took the spot? Uh, Jeff, when we walked around, we, we found it. What was in the spot of where EA was? It was partially 2K. <laughs> Twitch. Yes. Twitch, that's ah, what it was, right? Uh, Samsung had some kind of VR motion simulator thing where they put everybody yeah. on gear yes, VRs and did. had them ride a fake roller coaster. It was very CES looking. Yeah, there. yeah. And there was like a woman shouting like, put your hands up! <laughs> 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 said, ride the roller coaster. Do you want to go faster? Scream if you want to go faster. It was just like real... <laughs> Whoa. Right, and then there was right fatality and doing his thing. So that guy's like, what, 40 now? I don't know. We, d- we put up a video on our Instagram account of us checking out uh, the Fatality booth. It was actually the Monster booth. I guess he has to deal with them. and yeah. They were giving away uh, selfie. selfie cases? I don't know how that worked, but yeah. I don't oh, know. They the were making people fallen. yell for a okay. selfie case, which, uh, yeah, again, I don't know. When, the I loudest. There, when I was there, it was 24-carat gold headfo- a headset. Wait. That sounds heavy. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, and it was interesting because it was definitely like the crowd. It took the crowd a second to figure out. It was like... Hey, everybody, do you like headsets? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Do you no, like I mean, 24 carrots? I mean, okay. I, I, how many am I supposed to eat in a day? Actually, he didn't even say carrots. He said, 20, do you like 24 carrot? Like, that's, <laughs> that's not carat gold, not... Uh, and then he was like, do you like 24 carrot headset? That just seems like a lie. That is, there is no he way... held up a box. It was a black box. It was like, what? Yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go out and say that that promotional copy probably could have used another pass, another yeah. copy editing pass. That's heavy, right? There's no way there's no way that thing is even plated in 24. Yeah, maybe like I love gold headsets. I would be shocked if that thing didn't like if the, the spray paint on that thing weren't still wet. Maybe the connector is like 24. When we were there, it seemed like there were like 25, 30 people just standing there trying to like yell to get this selfie case or something. Including us. What's a selfie case? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Know. That. I don't know. 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 I'm looking uh, at my phone, and I just don't understand. So, uh, the big three definitely, uh, you know, Nintendo had its game. But Sony and Microsoft had a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, and so there were a lot of games on the floor, a lot of stuff that was playable. Uh, or just a lot of announcements, like uh, just a lot of stuff yeah. across the board. A lot of like, stuff. Mm-hmm. Like video, I feel good about video games. Yeah, for sure. Pretty solid. I don't know how... E3 will shake out because there were definitely fewer people on the floor. Great mm-hmm. fewer. Uh, I don't know if they'll announce attendance records. If they do, they would probably say it's the most attended E3. And they would roll in everyone who signed up for a ticket yeah. to go to E3 Live, yes. the public right. thing. The greater Los Angeles. Uh, and, yeah, and everyone, yes, everyone who entered Los Angeles that <laughs> right. way. Yeah. But like, it. It, it, there's no way, right? Like It, it was felt. So I, I talked to someone who had been manning uh, a station in the Sony booth for most of the show. And... Uh, uh, kind of back in their VR corner, and and 
he was like, man, it's been slammed. It's a little less crazy. Like, this was today, day three of the show. And he's like, it's a little less crazy here today than it was yesterday. But, man, it's been nuts. Yeah. I was like, okay, weird. All right. Because that's, I told him, I said, you know, my impression from walking around and, and talking to a lot of people in other booths was the opposite of that. Mm. Uh, but he was like, wow, he seemed like well, so, taken aback by that. He's like, man, no, because it's so, been crazy here. So the thing is, I think everyone who was there was kind of gravitating to yeah. the hall that had the big three in it. Like, I don't think that's any- where the most play- playable kiosks yeah. were, yeah. Yeah. for like, sure. I don't think anyone was really going over to the other one, unless you had an appointment. Like, there just wasn't that much on the floor there. Right, right. without right. the other right, stuff right, to right. play. Like, yeah, of course. Those yeah, like Square Enix has a big lineup, and they right. had yeah. stuff out. But then it was like... Capcom had a couple of things, yeah, but that was it. Yeah, but they were showing, like, the Just Cause 3 DLC, but it was a full... The A, that thing is out. B... That was like a full build of the game that was, when Vinny and I walked up to it, was in the training, beginning, beginning yeah. of the campaign. <laughs> yeah. Not even the mech part. So, uh, yeah. it, It's funny, you know, it's like the, it's kind of like the empty car on the subway, where you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, nobody, this train's packed except there's empty cars here. Yeah, and funny. then you figure out what the smell is it's, in it's there, and that's why there's no one there. It was the hot car, and like the Square yep. Enix booth was crowded, and then there's these two controllers sitting there next to the... Um, uh, which just was cause, just DLC. cause thing. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll pick this up and play. And like, oh, this is like the tutorial mission. Yeah. Uh, no wonder why nobody is here. It seems ill considered. Yeah, it was cool to see the stuff that was packed at uh, Sony and Microsoft, right? Because it wasn't the stuff I thought it would be. Like, obviously, there's like some of it's just like there's well stationed, right? Like, there's like a billion Forza Horizon stations, so of course that's not going to be jam packed right. because it's spread out. But like, um, we happy few was like mm-hmm. huge lineups yep. there. Uh, bound at yep. Sony, mm-hmm. yes. huge lineups there. Like that game wasn't even in their press conference. Right. So like that to me has been really cool to see. Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves also seemed I like I had, had like a wait. long wait. Um, and like it's interesting to me to see like what gets the focus from the crowd, separate from what gets the focus from a press conference or or you know just kind of how word spreads. Totally. Right. So Austin, you played some We Happy Few. We just jump into some of the games. Oh, yeah, I played a little bit too. We got to yeah. Uh, yeah. later on. Uh, you played through the kind of stuff they showed at the press conference, yeah. then got outside, yes. uh, and what happened? Uh, so explain. So explain that game is happened. weird. That game is cool. Wait, um, you actually got outside because yeah. when I did it, like the dude was like, "Okay, the demo's up." Oh. Uh, like, yeah, like when when the cop oh. showed up and you fell down those stairs, he was like, "Okay, yeah, we need to have someone no. else get on this demo." Okay, no, I so I got outside. Who's right. on the special press? Oh, no, because okay. I looked around at everybody at that. Everybody who was there, I maybe I just up. maybe the, the, he just wanted to keep the line moving yeah, or something. Maybe. I don't know. Who just didn't like you? That's well, also possible. <laughs> I, it's also the case that maybe they are a little more comfortable with the quality of the intro of that game mm-hmm. and the kind of the well the handcrafted elements because yes. that game has a lot of procedurally generated elements you you have you start in this really scripted area where like you you kind of are a censor you uh, are someone who redacts stuff from a newspaper depressing things mm-hmm. it takes place in kind of a psychedelic 1960s england at you know in the middle of a cold war the cold war um, and you stop taking your happy pills. You stop taking joy, and people get kind of uh, violent towards you when they realize that they you're, don't like it when you don't. You're, you're, such, joy. A, you're such a downer. Yeah, yeah um, they just want to help. They just want to help. They, they just want you to be happy. happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, Gleemanex for pets. Oh. <laughs> God. So you end up in this kind of procedurally generated uh, like district of a kind of bombed out looking London. Um, like a post-war London. And that stuff is, like, chunked together from, I guess, like, tiles, right? Mm. And it doesn't look as good. Like, I, I obviously, the the handcrafted area just, like, glows and is, like, clearly designed to be as effective as possible. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm not saying that the other stuff looks bad necessarily, but like, oh, yeah, this is a procedurally generated world. And when you're out there, it ends up turning into this, like, weird mix of uh, exploration, survival, and, like, first-person combat and some stealth stuff. Right. Where, like, you know, you're building new weapons, you're building healing items. Um, I, I had a suit that I wore that, like, made me... That was, like, a nice suit. So I was stealthier around characters who were, like, good people, upstanding, joyful citizens. It's like, oh, look, he has a nice suit on. Oh, but were I, there the joyfuls out there? It looked like only, like, the cops oh, in that district. That district okay. was, like, run down and bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, but, like, from reading the description, like, oh, this is a better, like, stealth because, like, yeah. you're just a nice suit versus, like, the run-down torn suit is, like, not... You don't want to be walking around the joyful districts like that. And then, like, the goal is just to kind of find... You end up getting a lot of, like, audio logs and, and letters that you find, and you're kind of piecing together these different story segments. And there's kind of, like areas where those story segments will unfold. And it seems like those areas will be scripted. Like, I found this apple tree that was guarded by a bunch of cops. Um, I didn't get what the story was there because I ended up getting chased away and killed in a bathroom. So, yeah, mm-hmm. by the end of that demo, you were trapped in a bathroom by yeah. people who were very, very, very angry at you, yeah. and you were poking them with a sharp stick until your stick basically broke. My stick broke, and then they And then you were trapped to on a toilet, and Aww. they beat you to death. And then, but then you the kind of woke up for a second, and then I, they I woke beat up, so, like, death. they knocked me out. Yeah, they and knocked then you. I woke back up and, like, hid in the bedroom, <laughs> yeah. and then they found me <laughs> again <laughs> and beat me up <laughs> and killed me. Yeah, um, I think that game, if there's enough... So it's in early access now, my understanding is, and... Uh, my hope is that they they polish the procedural generation stuff and like yeah. the, some of the survival mechanics because the story stuff is fantastic. Yeah, and it has such a vibe and a style and like. Oh, like, this is a very strong opening. Incredibly strong. Opening. Yeah. So, uh, we'll Jeff, what did you see? I didn't talk to you most of the show. Uh, we talked a little bit about Zelda. We kind of went through that. What's uh, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the Last Guardian. Okay. Ooh. I want to talk about Horizon. As okay. Well. Tell me about the Last Guardian. That was uh, a game that you said. You wanted to put your hands on, like like yes. a week ago when we talked, which feels like three years ago. By the it way, was. <laughs> just depends on what. Well, for the last Guardian, it's been about ten. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It feels like it. Well, what's up with the last Guardian? Is that going to be good? What would would you would you give it? Oh, God like damn it! How many? How much fruit out of E three? Yeah. No. Uh, so that game uh, again, I'm like very uh, optimistic about it, and then I get my hands on, and there's something a little weird. That happened when I was playing this game where I was like... Like in the game or at the booth? No, just like like playing the game when I had my hands on the controller and I'm like, this game just doesn't feel great. Uh Uh-oh. Control-wise. I don't Mm. like that camera. I think Mm. the camera's a little janky. Uh, It controls a lot like Shadow of the Colossus where you're holding on for dear life onto that animal thing. It's a very grippy game. It's a grippy-ass game. In a bad way? No, that's fine. Oh. Uh, I just have a lot of like issues. I mean, and again, I haven't played. Sh- I played Shadow of the Classes again casually. Like I got, I like took down the first one yeah. just to remember what that was uh, like. Yeah, I remember. What I, I was like, oh, let me do that. Remember, let me you do always that again. remember your first. You, yeah. you never forget it. So is so, it like one of those games where it's like, oh, the turn radius, like there's a real animated. It just feels weird. Yeah. Uh, the 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 little boy you play, he you know, he I you go. have to like, yeah, basically, right? <laughs> he. The ledge climbing stuff feel, uh, felt really awkward. And I was like, man, is this what Shadow of the Colossus felt like? And then I was like, okay, well, if it did, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. So let's find a place yeah. to, to update that. Yeah. I'm worried about that game. I'm, I'm a little worried. I think you're going to get that sort of emotion you got from Shadow. Like, I think that's still there. And that game has a lot of heart. And I can tell already I mean, now right. that Jeff, I'm Jeff Backler's mush Jeff Backler because I have a son. 
Right. So like everything affects me emotionally. You're tearing up. I was tearing up at that God of War thing. I was tearing up. Every, I was just like all. Yeah, like, oh, I was that, a mess. That was a mess. He's so good. He's so good. He's <laughs> right. like, oh, just touch him. Just touch his shoulder. <laughs> Don't it's die. okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm curious about that because yeah. there's. It's been oh, ten day, ten years, ten days, it's been ten it's years, been ten days since announcing. Uh, since Shadows of the Colossus, right. and we've seen games inspired by those games totally. come out and like feel good. Feel like, whether good. Whether you go, like you look at something like Dark Souls, which takes lots of inspiration from Ico and from Shadow of the Colossus in terms of everything from like scale to like restraint in, in giving you lore yeah. to something like Journey, which is like, right. I don't know if that inspiration is direct, but like you can draw a line from Ico to Journey in terms of being restrained in the sure. way they feel cut story. from the same DNA at the very least. Right. And like those are games that feel good to play. Like that is one of the best things about both Journey and Dark Souls is like, oh I just love I love how this feels in my hand. Like I've gone back and played Shadow and like I like that game still, but it does feel a decade old. It feels a decade old and that's the problem I have. This game control wise feels a little antiquated. Almost like a late era PS three game yes. that has uh, had some time to eventually find its way to the PS4. Well, so what? I, yeah, so anyway, so the demo—it's pretty long demo. Yeah, what so is it? It's about forty-five minutes. Like, what oh, are you wow. doing? Uh, you're basically unchaining the Your trico. Heart. That's yes. the—that's the Falcor. That's the dog, Mr. Right. Falcor. Yes. So okay. first, there's like a fly-through of these sort of like drawings of all these different animals, Ooh. and then they like evolve into the trico. So you see like bats, and you see like dogs, and all these things, and trico is, is it like, like Serpentor. Yeah, there's forms from the right. different, yeah, yeah. essentially. And they're like, Angus Khan, they're like some water. awful, you know, <laughs> cat DNA uh-huh. accident. You know. <laughs> really? No, they um. don't imply that, but it's just like they almost want you to believe that this thing evolved somehow. Okay, like chicken, dog, bat, you know, thing, right. whatever. Nature needed one of these. <laughs> yeah, and it's enormous, right? It's like three stories tall, and I think that sense, that same sense you got in Shadow, was like, oh my god, this thing is so fucking massive. You get that here. Cool. And, you know, it's, there's a certain weight to it, and it's, like, scary. And when you first meet it, it's like, don't touch me. I'm, I'm crazy, you know. Yeah. Like, and, then, <laughs> and then you kind of, like, warm, you warm up to it, and it's like, oh, we can hang out. You pulled that spear out of my back. That's, nice. that Did you do nice. that? Did you do that? Okay. Uh, and then it was a little bit of puzzle solving. Some of the puzzles, like, didn't trigger appropriately, uh, for, you know, and that was, I was sort of like, what the fuck do I do now? I fed him the barrels I was supposed to feed him. And what happened? And then, like, you're like, no, you have to, like, give him the barrel and then, like, walk away gingerly. So he, and I was like, really? That's, that's what triggers the next <laughs> step? I was like, yeah. all right. So, yeah, again, like, I'm going to, that's a game I'm going okay. to force myself to be excited about. Keep an eye on it. Uh, yeah. for, for, for a game that was presumably for a very long time not actually a game, I'm not surprised that there are some mm-hmm. things about it that totally. don't flow as well as they should. And I'm, and I'm just happy it's, 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 it's a game. Yeah. It's October. You know, let's, let's, let's see how it plays out. Uh, Horizon. Horizon, I like that game a lot. So did you, uh, what I heard is the stuff they were showing was similar to the press conference, yeah. but maybe a little more... It was roughly the same area, um, and they just kind of showed the other sort of uh, you know quest mechanics of how that game works. Action RPG, open world, a um, lot of, you know... Uh, side quests and you know the the narrative sort of seems like you're unlocking these like um little villages okay and you the vi- so i kind of got a little more backstory of like what the hell's going on Tell so me. 
Uh, her name is Aloy. Mm -hmm. That sounds right. Mm -hmm. It's like Alloy. Alloy, exactly. That's not how you say it, though. right? Yeah, because they're um, from the post-post apocalypse. The post-post. It's a thousand years in the future, uh -huh. and um, everyone's kind of so you're special. They don't really go into why you're special. But you don't, you're not buying into all this mystical bullshit that everyone else is like all about. They're like, no, the goddess declared these machines are here. And you're this like pragmatic person where you're like, nah, I don't believe in that shit. <laughs> they're yeah. robots. They're robots. We're, you know, they're from the old people. I get that. It but says like, English on there. Yeah, That's... it says Google at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you can. So it's kind of, so I kind of enjoy is the it. Is it going to be San Francisco? <laughs> yeah. Is that like if we're going to zoom out at the this very end of the game? Zero. It's Watch Dogs Zero. You have to yeah. uncorrupt the Google cat bus. Right, exactly. So, like, there's something I, I, I love the fact that I'm going to be playing that character. Sure. Because I totally identify with that kind is, of mentality where it's like, you guys are all fucking stupid. In, in this the, is like, I know something you don't know. In the, not that I'm above everybody. I'm just saying, like, not that. No, we know what you're applying. I kind of implied that directly, yeah. didn't I? Anyway. You've got that, like, Android phone. We know. We know sure, right. Like, yeah, exactly. In the demo they showed during the press conference she was talking to herself a lot and we were we want, oh, right. Jeff you were, we were talking like is this right. going to be a thing for the demo or is this a thing that's going to happen in the game did she wind up having like a lot of like I can't shoot this thing here or uh, I, I didn't notice that uh, I played for about 35 40 minutes or so I did not notice her, like, her muttering to doing like herself. a Batman kind of like, like I can't reach that I can't, yeah. I'll never be able to no, I, I need to solve this crime yeah. <laughs> the demo's stuff. good the demo uh Gave you a basic objective set of like seven things to do, which you learn kind of from watching the demo that they do, that they play. Okay. And you kind of like do it yourself. Is it an open world game? Yeah. Okay. So you'll just be unlocking these camps and. Unlocking, you're crafting a lot of arrows. Okay. You're, um, you know, th there's some really cool kind of weaponry there, though. I like the tie down things that you, everyone's sort but of. They're seen. all bows, right? You didn't have a melee weapon. They're all bows. You do have a staff that you kind of fuck shit up with. Oh, yeah. Okay. She had that, is, that video demo. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, she, that's where she used to beat up the dog and then hack it. Right. So a that's. Robot dog. Oh, yes. Right. Yes, so right. that's the thing. Like, uh, so the machines and people, from what I gather, there's always been a little bit of hostility there, but uh -huh. only in the last 20 years did, like, something change where all the robots started acting a little weird. It's so and then... What happens uh -huh. when they get the And keys? now there's, like, this thing that's happening where they're all getting corrupted, yeah. which just looks like they're, they're like, right. rabid. And they're, they, like, glow red and spit oil or whatever the hell they do. Someone, it's like a fantasy star game or something. Yeah. I'm going to go check on... So Someone mentioned Princess Mononoke. I don't know if it was someone here or somewhere else, but like I get vibes of that a lot here. Just like, okay, I don't know what that is. You, should watch. you don't know what a Princess Mononoke is? No. Nope. Princess Mononoke. It's tough to believe. I'm with you, man. I, yeah, I've I heard, I, well, I've heard of it, but it's I, good. I've never yeah. heard Do you know what a Ghibli is? A Ghibli? Yeah. Nope. Okay. okay. What's that? No, Are we going to learn? Is this teach no, Baccalaure everything? Don't, don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. What about Totoro? No. I saw that. Nope. I okay. saw that. Totoro's good. I mean, I can make yeah. up words. That okay, you make up words. You know? That cat bus. That, cool. cool. that cat bus, man. I want to ride the cat bus. Yeah, uh, speaking of cat bus, Alex, what did, you, what did you see this show that you want to talk about? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Do I have to, I, am I supposed to produce a cat bus? Answer in the form of a cat <laughs> yeah, bus. Okay. Please, please tie it into a cat bus. Roll up on oh. me smiling, and I'm going to get on board, if yes. you get what I'm saying. Nice. I mean, we, we talked about it during the uh, the live show. That God of War demo is something that, that it stuck with me a lot, just okay. because I, you know, go, like I think all of us, going into the show, the idea of a new God of War game, which was something that had been kind of floated for a while, could not have sounded less appealing. Like mm. I, that, I was actively dreading the possibility of that. Of like, God, are they really just going to keep going in on this franchise? Yeah. And you know, after both the press conference uh, presentation and actually sitting through the demo, where where Corey Barlog kind of lays out what they're doing with that thing, like that game seems really exciting to me. And it's you know, it, it's not just the the change in camera perspective and the the, the new. Uh, kind of emphasis on character stuff. It just feels like they didn't hold anything particularly sacred with that game. Like, they were very willing to tear that thing piece by piece apart and just, like, how do we fit this together into into what we want to make as opposed to trying to apply what they want to make to in a formula that they just couldn't get rid of? Yeah, it's, you know, I think we have, maybe that's where we're at now because you have that, it feels that way with Zelda. Yes. Right? Yeah. It feels that way with God of War, and Absolutely. maybe in, in a, a way f- with Resident Evil. I haven't really seen enough of that to know if they are deconstructing any of that. But yeah. it people are at the very least they're making a very different thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're not right. just shooting yes. a zombie, right? Well, there is not in that demo. But okay. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we're at that point where it's like, hey, if we want to keep these old franchises going. Uh, we need to do something. Dr- we need to modernize right. these. There are different yeah. sentimentalities. I mean, it's like you know, it, you, you think of it this way, like. When 3D gaming became a thing, a lot of franchises that you knew and loved had to adapt to a new world. Like, you know, Mario had to become this 3D thing. And, you know, that was th- there have been a lot of risks as, uh, as time and technology have advanced where, like, franchises at this point have to reinvent themselves. Yeah. You know, like, Resident Evil 4 was a thing that no one thought was going to be good for a long time because it wasn't what people expected. And then that game turned out to be great. And I'm not saying that Resident Evil 7 is guaranteed to have that because it sounds like that demo of that game might have some more problems. Definitely, but yeah. But, but at the same time, I would certainly say, and, and I'm saying this as someone who has not liked any Resident Evil games and doesn't especially like think this one looks great either, mm-hmm. but it, it seems like they are learning from what we think of as the modern horror game. Right. You know, the, the stuff that you know, has been made in independent capacities. and On PC. And, and streamed to death on PT YouTube. And, and, yeah, and PT as well. Well, like, you know, the the corny zombie shooter was great in the 90s, and, you know, some people stuck with it, you know, for years and years and years, but the last couple of them now, like, ever since RE4, you know, people, some people like those games, some people have not, but it seems like ever since RE4, they have not been these big tentpole releases the way yeah, they used to be. Right. And so with 7, I, I yeah, I mean, what is a horror game, especially if you're looking at it in terms of like we're going to make a thing for VR because right. VR horror is something that has a ton of potential as well. Yeah, I think they're smart to go after that, but it just doesn't seem like what they've shown so far looks uh, especially like they're they're hitting the mark. Yeah, but I mean, it, and it's tough to say because that that demo is such a limited thing, and you yeah. know, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's a. It's even a complete slice of a game. It's just yeah, like a, it's yeah. like a target idea of what they want that thing to be. And I believe they went on the record and said, like, "Hey, you know, you're going to see connections to the Resident Evil franchise here, but this isn't. You know, it's not like Jill Valentine's going you know, to be here. Right. It's different characters. It's different setting. But you, I will. love that. I, I I keep thinking about Jeff the other day. We were talking about on one of the the evening streams, the mm-hmm. editorial check ins. Giantbomb.com. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that? A, a website. Oh, videogames.com. Sorry. Oh, okay. Nuke. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Nuke.com. Uh, Robocop 2. 
we'll get there. Um, the we're talking about Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, and yeah. how part of the reaction to that has been like, don't don't mess with my franchise. From some of the the players who say like. I want a modern military shooter, or I'm afraid that the multiplayer might get changed up, or right. which, which I understand where that fear comes from. Yeah. But one of the things that you pointed out and that I've been thinking about, one of the things that stuck with me was that when you keep the IP, when you keep Call of Duty on that thing, what you're doing is allowing a team to take a chance with a budget. Right. Like yeah. right now, video games are filled with people taking chances. Uh, there's so many interesting, innovative things happening in the independent space and the, the kind of like middle layer space on PC and on consoles and in VR. But a lot of those people don't have a lot of money. Right. Whereas when I look at like Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, or when I look at uh, God of War, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like they have the resources because they can attach the, the name Zelda and God of War and Call of Duty and, on these things. And, and, yeah. and, and I, look at it, I look at it this way. like Even if these things don't pan out, you can always go back yep. and make a thing like the thing you used to make if this really doesn't work. I mean, Call of Duty totally. is literally playing it both ways <laughs> yeah. in yeah. the same year by mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, well, we're also remaking Call of Duty 4 this right. year while yeah. also giving you space guns. But, yeah. but if you want to breathe life into some of these franchises that, you know, if not losing, you know, interest, then at least are kind of stagnating, then, like, by all means, tear apart your fucking sacred right. cows, man. Like, fucking turn it into something that you think... Like, like, have a vision for that thing and try, try experiment, do some different things. And I feel like God of War, you know, it, 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 even just beyond the setting, like, just what they're doing with that game sounds, like, exciting in a way that no God of War game has been. And for I really sure. like the first two. But those, those first two games are basically just, let's just murder everything in a Harryhausen <laughs> universe. Like, that's, right. and that's fine. But after, like, seven of those games, it's like... Something has to change. I remember the Ascension demo a couple of years. Ascension is the one. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah. And just like when that when that trailer hit at that E3, I just remember thinking like, really? Like, yeah. is this really where we're you at? I almost couldn't believe that they were still doing oh, yeah, an elephant yeah. eye. Cool. Right. Like, yeah. But yeah. Alex, I'm definitely with you. I am. That excited me more than anything else at E3. Yeah. Seeing that and being like, oh yeah, do do that. That's, I really got excited. And, you know, I, I, was, I genuinely was like, yes, this is where I would love for this to go. And I would say I went from, you know, cautiously optimistic to actually kind of excited about it after the, 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 the Barlog demo. Because, yeah. like, I don't know, you know, I mean, for one thing, that dude's a good pitch man. I yeah, mean, just straight sure. up. But, like, I like that he's on this project. I, yeah. See, when, uh, it surprised me when you said that he was there because yep. he's someone who's been with this project. And then God he was of off forever. for a long time right. and then came right. back. And it, it just it feels like, you know, he was very willing to say, we can't just make another one of these. And I have these really specific ideas about what I think it should be going forward. And that's, you know, especially in a design by committee kind of, you know, triple A studio situation. Like, that's a hard thing to pull off. You, you don't, I mean, that's a hard thing to pitch, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, like going to the people that do control these budgets and money and saying, like, hey, this thing that has made us X amount of money in the past, we want to destroy mm-hmm. most of the things that have uh, made that franchise popular in the past. Right. Uh, because because if we because I'll, I'll tell you right now if we make another one like that it, no one's going to care. Nope. And then convincing the people with the money that <laughs> a that that's true yeah. and yeah. b it's still worth putting a lot of money behind like a reboot of this thing that seems like it would be hard. But yep. you know it, it, it seems like that they came in like God of War seems like it came with a vision. And also potentially that they spent a long time on this problem and perhaps threw a thing away or two sure. uh, to get here. But uh, regardless of how they got here, 
the end result is a really exciting looking demo. And is, totally. that, is that still is that just God of War? Was there it is yeah, just, it's God just God of War? So I, yeah, I think the uh, I think it's great if we're going to stick around with these IPs that we've had for a decade or plus, right? Yeah. Like that they're finally willing because it's been the thing of like, oh, they won't take chances. They're, right. they're, they're yeah. too expensive. If it does poorly, and now we're at least seeing some stuff be like, you know, you see Assassin's Creed taking a break, you see Zelda, you yeah. see... Yeah, Capcom. this is what I wanted this current Halo trilogy to be yes. more for, not specifically like God of War is, but, you know, that thing of like, okay, at the end of the Halo trilogy, they have put things in a position where you could go a very different way with it. And they open Halo 4, and then, you know, it's maybe 15 minutes before you're right back in. And, you know, mm. it's like, hey, there's a new enemy faction, but guess what? It's going to be a Halo thing. And they it stole was, my son. It was, a, it was disappointing. You know? Yeah. Like, like th- those games were, are, I think Halo 4 and 5 are fine. Uh, but when you think about the larger potential for, like, really getting into something, like some real new territory with these k- characters that you know and... and have enjoyed in the past. Like I think that there's just a huge missed opportunity and I think, with Halo. And even in like a well-worn genre like the first-person shooter, where like you know you you feel like maybe there are some limitations to what you can change. It's like go look at what Doom did. You know, like that's a game right. that simultaneously you know pays homage to the you know where it came from, but also feels like so much its own thing. Doom is writing its own book, man. Yeah, like that game is <laughs> so good uh, and and. In a way that seems impossible. Yeah. Like, uh, that it a, should not have ever come yeah. together. Like, I feel like we as a people don't deserve that. <laughs> totally. In, in totally. some way. And uh, it's, it's really crazy. Just, yeah. It, that seemed, that's, to me, always seemed like an unsolvable problem. Right. Yeah. Like, how do you make a new Doom game? It's the answer, exciting to like, see that. Yeah. yeah. The answer is like, you don't. Like, right. that's impossible. Making a game that felt like Doom, that would feel too old and crazy. Shooters just aren't there anymore. If you get too far away from it, what is it? Why are you even making right. it? Why call it Doom other than to try to cash in on that the That is name. a high-wire act, man. Yeah, um, I almost refuse to believe that it was deliberate, right? Like, that was oh, almost an Like, act. they somehow like, stumbled like, into it. Right. Yeah. They lucked like into it, this thing. Right? Yeah. Like, no human being. No set uh, of human like, beings. I, I, yeah, like, I... I it, but the thing is... Uh, like, so, I, I played through the first episode, the shareware episode of Quake 1 mm. recently... And you see a lot of modern doom in that game's yeah. level design and stuff. Not to say that like the Quake campaign is some reverent, amazing thing. It's sure. it's not why everyone loves Quake, but in terms of how some of those levels get laid out and, and how the backtracking happens and, and just some of that stuff, like I felt that like those games were connected. Mm. Uh, and th- that was a real eye opener uh, that I didn't expect because uh, yeah. You know, you think about to like what Doom was originally and all Free, that stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't jump, you can't do this, you know, this all this other stuff. It's just this high speed, you know, demon murdering simulator mm-hmm. uh, with where rooms can't be on top of each other because of the limitations of the engine. You can't look Free. up or down. You don't need to look up or down. You know, all that sort of stuff just was accepted at the time because that's how games were. And and Duke Nukem came out and said, "Look up and down by hitting page up and page down or whatever." Yep. And you're like, mm-hmm. "That's." A bad no. I wouldn't know. <laughs> this is terrible. Was it Hexen uh, who did a uh, mouse luck? Uh, Quake for me was the okay. the game that finally. Okay, I need to p- start playing these games with a mouse because I can't play it any other way. Was That's Quake? the. God. Yeah, I was reminiscing about Quake too. Okay. Yeah. Quake the thing, that lighting. colored lighting is just yeah, so lighting. good. For me, this <laughs> is like the so great the weird That's double pool, Ooh. the weird double tension of E3 is. 
is a lot of the the brilliance of something like Doom, the the sort of feeling of like a person couldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. Like this is ama- like how could wow, you look have at how amazing this stuff is? Look at how like I'm going from you know even when a demo is is you know not as good as the God of War one was, right? Like even when it's like okay, I can see where the seams are in this project. There's still just like this, the like you get that little like spark of like, ooh, this is a new idea. Like we yeah. saw a Vampire today, which is the new game from the Dome. That's right. That's where we people. spent some time at focus. Uh, and and that has this thing where like, oh, you're a vampire and you get experience points from drinking blood. And most of the most experience points you get is from like named NPCs. Mm. And when you do that, they die, and then the story has to adapt around that. And there are there are these like kind of inhabited areas that are. Um, all the NPCs in them are named. It's, so, it's, it kind of almost has like a watchdog vibe of like you right. can like look at somebody, pull up their... This person loves hentai. Kind of yes. Drink their blood. Yes. Yeah, Definitely kind of, drink yeah. their But blood. instead of hacking them, you are hacking their necks. But then you, <laughs> then you love hentai because now you have the blood oh, of them. Oh, no. Yes. You. Oh, no. But, and so like, and with that, they were like playing around with this notion that like also there's a balance because if you just straight up fucking kill everybody, like the evil inside of you just fucking right. emerges in a way it probably shouldn't and it just turns the whole you place really into love chaos. Hentai and you're just like, I'm watching yeah. Wordsworth on repeat. And it's just tentacles <laughs> yeah. all over the environment. It's a nightmare. So I see an idea like that which is like, yes. oh yeah, that's a clever idea. Yeah. And like that feels like it sparks something and like, oh man, we could do anything. Like, yeah. We could fucking do anything. And then there's the other half which is you start to talk to developers mm. and they're like, Oh my god! I can't. We rushed this build out. Yeah. Like, how do how we figure this out? Yeah. Or, or the story that I've heard the most this week, and this is a pivot, is mm-hmm. people who are saying like, I can't believe Sony only gave us the Neo breakdown when you published it, basically. Right. Or like, yeah. we need more time to prepare to to change for that stuff. And like, hearing the realities of it, it's like this sharp relief of like, we could do anything. If only everybody had infinite resources and right. time oh, and information yeah. and information, right? And like that to me has been one of the most interesting stories is talking to developers about hardware in, yep. in the industry, right? And now. it's just you know, I mean, yeah, obviously, like resources are limited on everything. You have to you have to place all those bets and figure right. out where you're going to spend your time, where you're going to spend your money. I and mean, you know, that's we we do that Constantly. all the time here too. You know, whether it's like building features on the site or you know, just a lot of rolling updates and you know, uh, patch notes, right? And, you know. Or even even good things end up yeah. being like weird resource things. I was like, we, I was talking to a developer today who was like, it was so great when Microsoft told, told us that we that they wanted to feature us, but also that meant for another event we had to hide that build and like come up with something else in oh, three days. Right. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, even yeah. good things can be resource strengths. Yeah. Uh, let's say, let's go back to focus uh, sure. interactive for a second. We saw surge. The, the surge? The surge. The surge. Not what the is that? No, the surge. So Bronson Pinchot's surge. Yes. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you remember, really weird demo. you remember how in Elysium Matt Damon has that exosuit and he's just fucking people up with it? Okay. What yeah, if they made a whole game of that? So the trailer though. Yeah, I saw the trailer. This is like bionic yeah. suit. Yeah, what if they just made an entire action RPG yeah. where you're a dude in an exosuit and you are fucking up all sorts of other dudes in exosuits and, and also giant robots yeah. and other things. What if they made a game like it's, that? Like it's, what kind of action RPG are we so, talking here? Isometric, yeah. top-down, third, uh, third person. Third person. Okay. It's the team that made... Lords of the Fall. Yes. yes. Oh. Which was that, like that? Viking that was Dark, Dark Souls. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, so but this is like... Future robot suits and like, but and like, like Dark Soulsy together or, and Dark Soulsy, but like okay. also a little. It felt like a little faster than Dark Souls. Yeah, yes, for sure, definitely. So Bloodborne. Okay. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit more Bloodborne. Yeah. It's uh, the Bloodborne of Elysium, right? It, had, had okay. a, it felt like a bunch series. of different things <laughs> mixed together. So it had a generation remix. A generation <laughs> remix. They were changing face. Remix. Like, oh, crazy. So you're in this. 
you're in this suit and you're a kind of it's got this dead space vibe because it's like all these people are in these suits for um uh, uh like heavy machinery right like they're all like oh i'm in this suit because i have to move crates around so uh you know i'm in a forklift suit or i'm in the suit because i'm a minor or whatever. Uh, yeah. But something happened. So everybody's like a zombie or something, right? So everybody's like, oh, no, there are all these suits attacking you. They're kind of zombies, right? Yeah. Basically. He said the word psycho a bunch. He yeah, did so. say the word psycho yes. and the word insane a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the other thing, though, was that like it looked like a lot of those dudes, like the bodies in there were not were kind of limp. Yeah. And like, almost yeah. like the suits yeah. had sort of were on their own. Like Maximum yeah. overdrive. Maximum overdrive. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, so you can do like, limb targeting, right? So like you can do like limb and head targeting. Uh, in a, and if you attack it enough, you can like say chop a robot's head off, yeah. and then collect it as a uh, piece to put on yourself later to okay. combine oh, it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it had some like uh, later Dead Rising style of like I'm gonna make weapons. I'm gonna make right. some new mm-hmm. weapons from these mm-hmm. forklift arms, or uh, I'm gonna make a better. And the combat just looked too. good. Look good. Uh, look good dodges. Good hits. Like the yeah. hits felt solid. Uh, yeah, from what they showed, it looked good. And then he. So it had this deliberate kind of Dark Souls-y, like dodge, hit, dodge, hit. Uh, and he opened up a shortcut back to the beginning of the level because uh, you have to – there's like a home base you have is where you're going to do your upgrades on your workbench. Uh-huh. like, oh, okay, very Dark Souls. Um, you know, open up this gate that now brings you back here. It, the whole thing seemed really cool, and I knew nothing about that game. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah I like all. that. But it, it also had this uh, – I don't mean this kind of – it sounds bad, but uh, it had this – Dark sectory kind of third person tier of game vibe that you don't see anymore. Like, okay, uh, yeah, like yeah. that whole tier that kind of mm-hmm. vanished. At totally, some point. Right. it feels right. like, like Focus Home is actually very much trying yeah. to sort of occupy that the space. Middle. The middle, yeah. that's, the middle. Well, that's kind of the vibe I get off of Recore, and I don't mean right. that in a negative right. sense. Right, same thing. I don't mean it in a negative sense. Yeah, no, I love that insulting term on its own. Yeah, like those kinds of games absolutely should have their place in the marketplace. Like not everything. Has to be a billion dollar franchise or a right. tiny indie. The thing, thing is, like for a while, that did they did have to be a billion yeah. dollar franchise right, because the cost was so high to, yes. to produce them. And but it feels like that's kind of starting yeah. to even out a little. It's bit. It's exciting to see tools, I guess, becoming cheaper and, and processes becoming more efficient, so that you can actually do those sorts of games at a lower risk. Right. Yes, and not without, spend eighty five million. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing about those games that always kind of grated on me was they always felt like they had to be of a certain length and the well, idea ne- never yeah. carried forward. It right. felt like there was always at one point in those games there were like four hours of filler. Yeah. Right? They're just padded. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Like, like Dark Void, right? Or it's yeah. like, this is fun. And then yeah. it's like, oh man. This is not fun hours, anymore. Like, yeah. What's going on? This is fun and like if you had time to implement nine more ideas here then yeah. this would be a great But that was game. also very much the time when, uh, you know, those games had to be sixty dollars, and mm-hmm. in order for those games to be sixty dollars, they would have to they would have to produce that amount of uh, the sixty dollar amount of content that was yeah. accepted. Whereas mm-hmm. these days, I think you can get away, especially if you're releasing digitally, you can get away with not being sixty dollars. Not that anyone really does it, but again, there aren't that many of those Recourse kinds of games. 40 bucks. Yeah, exactly. 40. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff. Hello. Coming out of the show. Yes. What did you walk away with? What are, what are the things you're going to tell everybody about? What did you steal from E3? What did I steal from E3? Uh, I got an inflatable horizon sword by accident. Wait, it's a sword? I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know. A bow? I, maybe. I don't there know. There might be swords I don't in know that what game. It is. Don't know. They gave Staff? me some kind of inflatable thing, and then I had to ride on like a pedicab kind of bike thing. What? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. Did you oh. get a persona cap with the ears? The no. cap? Thing? No, no, I didn't. Gana? That looked Gana? cool. I, the, I the Tekken hat, when we had Xavier Woods on the show the other night, his like Heihachi hat, I thought looked real cool. Uh-huh. I don't know if they had those here. 
I don't know. I, I was turning stuff down a lot. Like, I went and saw Oculus this morning on the way out. Someone working at the booth was like, did you get your T-shirt? I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, no, you need your T-shirt. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm okay. He said it just like that. He absolutely did. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm. It has a chip in it. I'm okay. <laughs> That's how they track. Exactly, oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Take like, your joy. He's like, no, I'm, I'm all right. No, I don't. We got a downer here. I don't need it. I'm good. I got to go. Uh, uh, let's, let's, say, let's, let's say what kind of game experience do you think you're, you walk away with feeling like that? That's, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes up next with that. You know, I went around and saw a handful of things here and there. And, uh, but I think the, the most impressive stuff I saw was press conference stuff. Uh, and... and you know, some of the, the hardware news out of Microsoft and, you know, just seeing some of the stuff at Sony uh, that, you know, that we didn't see that much more of. Like, you guys went and saw God of War, so I, mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. see that demo or something like that. But that's still, that still left an impression. So, you know, the, the games I actually went and got my hands on. Like, I went and played a couple of fighting games. I went around and looked at some stuff, played some VR stuff. Um, what did you play in VR? I played, oh, gosh, you know, I should look and see if I have... Uh, yes, I do. I have it right here. Well, at ten o'clock, I played Wilson's Heart, which is the game uh, from Twisted Pixel. Oh, that's that uh, exists. Uh, yeah, yeah. What what is that? That is a uh, first. It's a VR horror game uh, where you are kind of a patient waking up in what appears to be some kind of mental hospital that things have gone awry, uh, and you kind of teleport from one point to another and, and interact with objects. You know, you have uh, there's some neat things about how they handle inventory and stuff like that. It uses the Oculus Touch controllers. So this okay. was the first time I was using those. Uh, and they feel real good. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it had a, had a really good look to it, you know, and, and some good interactions. Like you finally find yourself early on in a mirror and you're kind of looking at yourself in the face. And, you know, as you're moving around, the, the face is moving realistically in the mirror. And you have these two screws sticking out of your head. And you just reach up with your hands and just grab them and pull them the fuck out, Ugh. and then wash your hands. Oh, uh, wait, so this is Twisted Pixel? Yeah, this is like what's this the is, joke? Yeah, this, Where's the, the, the funny the, part? The joke. Well, Peter Weller's doing a voice. Uh, well, you know, it, it's weird. There's a there's a, it, tur- it turns out it turns out yeah funny. There's a teddy bear murdering stuff. Okay, uh, okay. and you unzip him and there's just nothing inside. <gasps> I've seen that before. Right. Like the trailer yeah, for that yeah. game made it look like Shock Corridor, but like real goofy. Yeah, well, yeah, but it didn't seem goofy. Well, when I say goofy, I mean it's just like kind of like, how do I say this? Bad. It wasn't horrifying. It was just yeah. all a little bit like 50s horror yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yes, I, I would probably say that. Uh, and, yeah, that that seemed pretty cool. It was a very, it was a quick demo. It was just kind of like, you know, bop through this critical path and, right. and solve these puzzles, unlock these doors and, and stuff like that. Um, I played Rip Coil, uh, which is from uh, Sanzaru. Games and that Cesaro's is here. Yes, yeah, Cesaro is here. Cesaro, the Swiss Superman, is developing a Windjammers like oh, uh, for a. VR. How was uh, that? Did that work? It's neat. So it's another game using Oculus Touch. You kind of take a wide stance and then kind of lean back and forth because you're on like a, a little hover skiff okay. that will Ooh. move back and forth in front of the goal. Okay. And you don't really move forward and back. You only move side to side like something, a pong paddle, basically. Like air hockey or something. Like, mm, well, you don't move forward and back. Okay, so you're just on a horizontal plane. Yeah, you're a dude. You have arms. You have, you look down. You see a body. You're a person standing on this little little hover okay. skiff, uh, and you throw discs back and forth. It looks like a little disc Citron, a little Windjammers, I like the uh, and it's maybe not as fast as I would have liked. You would uh, like it fast, yeah? Oh wow! 
and uh, but but you know it, the speed picks up kind of as you volley back and forth between the the person you're playing against. As any so. good disc throwing game, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, can it, you do cool things like uh, if you can you catch the disc? Yes. Okay. So you you have oh, to catch the disc. Right, so in you're fact, just blocking it. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, so, so you basically you have two interactions. Uh, you can catch the disc and then throw it back. You yeah. have four seconds to throw it back, or there you know you you turn it over. Um, and the other option is to charge up one of your arms. You hold down kind of the index, the lower button, and you'll see energy charge up the arm, Ooh. and then you can punch the disc. Yeah. Okay. And that gives it a speed Fuck boost and a like a little energy. Yeah. And it's just the I. It was hard to time it and get it all lined up, but the couple of times I did it, that felt pretty good. I was just like, fuck this dick. <laughs> Can you catch the disc and spin and throw it to get faster? No. Uh, the, so that's the thing. With the speed being governed by the volley back and forth, uh-huh. that was maybe where this felt a little strange to me. Is like I was whipping that thing out there, whipping it. Oh, and it felt and like it wasn't transferring Exactly. The, the speed yeah. of me whipping it was not translating into the speed of mm. the, the disc, and that feels a little weird. How you, is it? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, you mentioned a similar thing with the Batman demo of like when they take that away of like a direct uh, correlation between yeah. how hard you're throwing something. and then Yeah, like throwing the batterings in that bat- Batman demo felt bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, how does it feel going back to non-room scale but still touch? Now that you've done so much Vive stuff, uh, I think there's a. I, th- I think it's better than the controller, right? Uh, sure. And I like the Oculus Touch controllers quite a bit. I think that they're they're very lightweight. They're a lot smaller. They're like the half moon, the half moon. Yeah, the, the crescent moon. Yeah, these right. these, these, these are like a, as a Palmer Lucky was on the show and he said that these were near final at this point. Okay. They were like engineering samples or something. They were getting close. Um, so they felt sturdy but very light and very effective. Like the tracking felt great. Um, and uh, the thing that happened, so I actually, because they are smaller, you start to eventually forget that they're there. Right. Which is, which is the ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to a point where I'm like, you know, in, in uh, rip coil, you are, you know, punching this disc back and forth. I'm like, punching, yeah, I'm going to charge up both my fists and then punch them together. And I started doing that. And as I started bringing them together, I'm like, oh, I'm going to break these controllers. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I better not clack these things that hard. That'd probably be bad. Um, then I went and saw Feral Rights, which is an Insomniac game. Uh, that You play that with a controller. It's like a third-person brawler like Insomniac. Big on the third-person VR. After yeah, Ed- so. Edge of Nowhere is out now Weird. on the Rift Store. And this is uh, another... Uh, third-person game, but it's a little more combat-focused. Light, heavy attacks, air launchers, combos. It's like uh, got a bloody roar thing going on where you fill up a meter and then burst into beast mode, and then uh, you're this big jaguar fucking things up, and that's fun. Was it Insomniac who had that, like, third-person... Uh, was that Insomniac? Edge of, no- Edge of Nowhere, yeah. Okay. That's the, the third-person monster behind you thing yeah. that they, they demoed last year. That, right. That's out now. Yeah, that's, I have not played oh. it. I'm going to play it when it's we like get back. It's like a full thing? Yeah. Or is yeah. it just that demo? Uh, a full thing, like four hours. So I, 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 I've, I've heard it, it but... described as one of the more fully fleshed-out things okay. in yeah. VR I've, right now. I've heard good things. I, I, I want to try that. Insomniac is now making like nine games or something, literally. Platinum. And I also played, from Insomniac, The Unspoken. Uh, which is a spell-casting dueling game. I saw some footage of that Ooh. on the Oculus booth that I was walking it's by. It's real neat. Yeah. So uh, this is another touch controller game. Uh, you are using, like, your right hand, by default, can kind of bring up a shield. Uh, you hold down kind of one of the buttons to call up a shield. The other one, we hold it down, it, it you know, conjure a fireball that then charges, and you can th- just throw it. So you're just, like, flinging fireballs. Yeah. And you can fling weak ones real quickly or charge one up and let it go. Then you hit the other button, and it'll, you'll call up like your your talisman book, 
Okay. And you have like spells in there that you grab out with your other oh, hand. Cool. That's cool. But you have to put your shield down. Yeah, yeah. Thing. So the shield, you, you don't have it up all the time. It's just like pull the trigger. So it's like if you see a fireball coming your way, you just like bop and, uh, just, and bounce okay. it back. Okay. Uh, and that, that felt real good. Um, and then so you get spells like this, you know, this series of crows that you can spawn and then they'll dive bomb the other player. Okay. Uh, and it's, so it's, it's a PvP thing. You, know, you don't primarily. move. Uh, so you can teleport. There are uh, pillars out in in between uh, your home station and their home station. And some of the pillars have cover on them, like wood and stuff. Uh, so you can pop out there and pick up spell shards that will let you cast more spells and then easily teleport back to home base. Okay. Or, or you can, you know, if they get out there, you can try to destroy the pillar that they're on and stuff and like so that. And so this was all PvP, like you versus yeah. another real player? Yeah, yeah. So I, I played through the tutorial, and then the person, it did just, the, the demos didn't line up that I was able to play another person because someone else was going through the tutorial. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to stand here for 10 minutes okay. and wait for them to finish that. I get Sonic, huh? Is Insomniac doing that Song of the Deep? That's Insomniac as well? Yeah. yeah. And are they also doing Spider-Man? Yeah, they're also doing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Though yeah. my, my understanding is that Spider-Man game will probably be a little ways off. So sure. that, that might be a fairly early thing for right. them. Yeah. It's apparently not connected to the movies. Comic right? stuff, no. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's apparently their own thing. Like, it's not, like, specifically... I mean, obviously, it's drawing from the comics, but, right. like, it is, it is their thing. It's their own, like, arc. That, yeah. they, that yeah. they then could go launch a comic off of right. if they totally. wanted to right. or something. Who knows? But, uh... Yeah, uh, that stuff seemed cool. Uh, I went and played some Tekken 7. Me and Jason yeah. uh, got to hide out in a tiny room and play Tekken for about 40 minutes. Cool. Uh, what's the deal with the like uh, QuickTime event? What's the deal? What's, with the, what's so, the deal with so QuickTime it's, event? Uh, it's got a Mortal Kombat X-style story mode oh, in cool. it where it kind of transitions in, in and out that? of cutscenes. Yeah, that, at huh. launch, my understanding is that it will have this story mode. What but, an unusual idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was weird because it, so the the story they were only showing was, was in, in a, it was the, the press conference stuff of Akuma and Heihachi fighting each other. Um, so you see the cutscene transitions, transitions into the fight, and then mid-fight you'll have like a quick time event moment, or like these attacks will clash, and they'll have a, they'll have words before their as cool. their meters fill back up, and you keep fighting, and uh, it's really neat. Yeah, uh, that that stuff felt really good. Also, Akuma fits into that game really well in oh. a way that you wouldn't expect, while also being a Street Fighter character in a Tekken game. Is he, is he a demon, or is he yeah. the devil? Yeah, he's something okay. like that, yeah. Uh, and so he has his moves. He has his moveset, more or less, but, but converted to a four-button game, because uh, it's still Tekken. So you throw fireballs, and he gets a super meter. He gets a Street Fighter-style super oh, meter word. that none of the other characters get. So you have EX fireballs and EX dragon punches, and you know you fill the meter all the way up. You can do the raging uh, demon. Uh, he's he's got red fireballs. Like it, this, he, he I, jumps differently than the Tekken characters because he's more of a Street Fighter guy. I kind of want them to just start adding more Street Fighter characters yeah. to this as DLC, and then we get it. Felt good to <laughs> finally work its way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and it, it felt good in a way that actually makes me want to see that yeah. game. Totally. Uh, so the projectiles I'd, just seem to fit in. You just sidestep them. If you're a Tekken dude, you just go. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> step out of the way of this. Can a Kuma uh, sidestep? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yes, yes, oh. I think so. Okay. Can I, can he? All right. You probably didn't see any, like somebody get him in an arm lock or something, right? Yeah, and I mean, you had throws and stuff like that are in there. Like uh, uh, Nina, I don't know. Yeah. no, Nina's in there. Start yeah. snapping his Akuma arms. Mm. Fucking uh, a Tekken man. Yeah, they've got. Uh, they basically have uh, desperation moves in there. So when your your oh, cool. health meter gets down to a certain point, you get kind of one shot to pop a move off, or there are two different moves you can do, but. Uh, and those are, are pretty neat. They're very dynamic. Dead or Alive recently did kind of the same thing. They added supers to their game, more or less. 
Is the law on this one? Yeah. All right. Which one? Uh, that's that's a great question. I don't. I, th- I assume it's martial law. I don't know that forest law shows up that often. Okay. It is a bit of a reduced roster uh, compared to previous technical. Like there are characters missing. Like I didn't see a Jack in there. Huh. Uh, but there is a big uh, metal thing called Gigas uh, that Ooh. did not share Jack moves. Oh. Um, Eddie, Eddie Gordo a... did not see Eddie Gordo or Good. I, I, I don't know if Christy Montero is in there, which had oh. some Eddie Gordo style moves. Right. I bet there's but... a DLC push for this game coming. Um. Well, so this is the second. Tekken 7 uh, in in it will be the first on consoles but this is the first big update for the arcade Tekken 7 so this is technically Tekken 7 Faded Retribution in arcades the update to Tekken 7 but when it comes out on consoles here it will be called Tekken Tekken 7 Which they did the same thing with Tekken 6. It's a pain in the ass if you happen to be running a database full of game games. <laughs> yeah. um, am, I, am I nuts or is there a VR thing for Tekken? They did announce that the PlayStation 4 version would have a VR component to it. Okay. But, uh, huh. A VR experience? Tekken bowling. No, I, I don't know what it'll Just be. Just get punched in the face by Hayachi. Yeah, that, Yeah. sure. That, that would, I would do that. <laughs> I would let Hayachi... Like, if, if it's like, throw all these second characters in the volcano in VR, like, I would okay. totally. be the best. Yeah, that put that the headset best. on, Hayachi, just fuck me up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. fuck me up, Daddy. <laughs> God damn it. Wow. That's <laughs> it's a really good experience. I really okay. like it. Yeah. yeah. You uh, just you, toss me in that volcano. You thought the Final Fantasy 15 VR thing was kinky. What do you see? <laughs> Dude, my, oh, ki- my, my kink is being thrown that. into a volcano. Yeah. What do you see what? Mishima mode? The Final oh. Fantasy? Yeah, yeah. I heard some really weird shit sh- about that. Yeah. Everyone has told me it's a trash. It's just trash. Skeevy <laughs> along right? the way a That's little bit, too. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. It just managed to hit tick all those boxes of, boy, I don't want this. Hmm. Yeah, like I, I hope, well, but like, you know, I hope that Sony didn't have to like pay them money to make a VR mode or something like that, and this is what they got. Like, huh? hey, I don't know, play, huh? play as the non-main character in this awful shooting gallery, <laughs> huh? and then at the end of it, there's you get to look at the ladies' VR boobs if you want, or don't. You're Dude. in a car. I don't know. Fun. That's <laughs> okay. So, well, that's a new feature. Did you do it? No, I didn't do it, but I, we need to talk real quick about how VR made a couple of CNET people sick. Tell me about it. Resident sick. Evil 7 just did not vibe. With What's with your crew? What's with your crew? Maybe yeah, we just can't it, it sounds like CNET might just be soft. <laughs> it could be. I mean, these weren't like super old people, which is the only thing like... Well, like I feel like if my dad started playing Resident Evil 7, he'd be like, he puked. This house is gross. He'd be like, why they should clean this place? Do the dishes. <laughs> That's uh, why take the trash yeah. out. So they got motion sick. I have actual motion. And Farpoint. Okay. That's uh, going to happen, right? That's, I, I don't know. Two different people. Two different people both got sick. When, I, I heard someone say uh, something similar about Farpoint that they, they yeah. ran into issues with that I did not play it here at the show. I played uh, the demo version they had last year. Mm-hmm. What day did they play? Uh... Yesterday and the press conference night. Did they go out the night before? It has nothing to do with being hungover. <laughs> okay, or sick. Or sick. Okay. Uh, the dude who got sick yesterday playing it couldn't even have dinner. He was so upset. He's like, he was I'm so not- upset that he got sick playing VR. Oh, no, it wasn't, that, it wasn't that he lost his appetite. He was still like unhinged. That's, that's my understanding is that when you yeah. get the VR motion sickies... Like they linger for the six cool, hours. It's like an eight-hour eight cooldown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, um, I don't know. That's his experience. I've yet to be actually sick. I've yeah. done a lot of that stuff. I yeah. did, uh, you know, a lot of the VR vibe. stuff on Monday, and it didn't bother me. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't gotten motion sick. I get, I get. Um, 
Uh, you get that like belly feel though. Yeah, my, my, feel. my stomach can churn, the but fluttery. Like, the, but the vertigo stuff. I get vertigo. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, th- and that's down. like fun, right? Because it's like, oh, I feel like I'm gonna fall down, and like that's cool. I don't get necessarily the. Mood. I just get really tense. Yeah, and I, especially with the horror stuff, yeah. like uh, th- that's kind of my like. I really want to play that here we uh, here we lie game. Like yeah. I've heard ama- actually generally great things about Super that. Super creepy, but I also feel like that thing's gonna fuck me up real rotten the second I put that headset on because it's just mm. like well, the horror stuff just really yeah. clenches me I, up in a way where I can't play it. I haven't had any trouble with VR, but I sometimes and this is like a E3 specific thing because of the way the kiosks are built sometimes and the way the aisles are sometimes too tight. But sometimes you'll squeeze into a demo and you will just be right up against the monitor yeah. mm. to the point where the TV is just filling your entire field yes. of view. And you're like, okay, I actually can't even, like, I have to, like, step back so I right. can see the HUD yeah. effectively here because I'm so close. I, I played I played a game today that uh, I was just too close to the screen and it was, like, like a little overwhelming. Like, like three days in, five days in of, yeah. like, not a lot of Sensory sleep, overload. not eating well <laughs> and not treating myself especially right. Uh, not hung over or anything like I, you know i haven't i haven't had a drink in days um but it was just it was a thing where like man i wish i could take about two steps back and yeah, this right. would be perfect but man the i feel like with this vr horror stuff i get it like that seems like the no brainer like let's make everyone mm-hmm. jump out of their seat or shoes yeah, skin but it's like what i don't know maybe it just kind of feels like low hanging fruit a little bit sure yeah. We're just like, there are a listen, man. There are a lot of horror games. Like that yeah. is a genre well served mm. out of the gate. It you know I I don't Everybody know. Everybody thinks they have the one though, right? Like I guess, but it's like, what, are you are you only going to be happy if like people actually shit themselves? Yes, like yes. it seems like that's that's the, the only time I've ever ever happy, right? <laughs> yeah, like I shit the bed. I'm there. I'm I'm in it. I'm gonna lay there. Like, in the shit. In the shit. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, to yeah. me, it's like, Do you like, sleep why? through the night at that point? Do you just go, like, well, this happened. Depends like, the, on well. the kind of week you're having. Okay. Like, well, like, where's the game? When they, Where's the 180 of that of, like, we're going to make you the happiest you've ever right, been? Like, this, this, we're going out of our way to just make you so happy. I'm surprised there's there's not a lot of, like, oh, you're flying around like a crazy person through the Grand Canyon. All, like, ah, for me, yeah, that stuff exists. That stuff I, exists. It does, but there's more horror. Like I, I get yeah, that because like when no I play... one goes. The thing is that like no one is welcome to Twitch economy, right? Like the YouTuber economy. Yeah, of, like, I guess people want to watch people be scared out of their pants. I guess, and then those people, will, some of those people will go buy it. Like no one's like, this guy's just having a good time. I'm gonna sit down yeah. and watch this I guy have a good time. It'd be exciting to see someone in this like amazing sort of. Go buy, I don't think go buy the Naughty America booth. Right, see a bunch of people having a good time. No, that's a different kind of good time. A real good time. But yeah. I, that might not be the worst metaphor though. Of like. The Naughty America stuff might be attractive, too, because, like, oh, yeah, that guy's having a good time. Good. Whereas, it's, like, the v- VR porn is strange. It's weird. I've heard you talk about this. Yeah. It's, it's weird. They were here, for real. They right? were. I, I didn't go see them, because okay. I, don't, I don't... That's not a relationship I need to establish. You don't need yeah. to shake those hands and exchange yeah, yeah, no, business don't cards? Shake, don't shake the hands. Definitely okay. don't shake the hands. Um, it's... Yeah, it's just real weird. Like, you get all these, di- you know, seems like f- from one video to the next, like, it's a different body scale. So sometimes sure. you feel like, I'm a giant. And sometimes yeah. you're like, what? This isn't, none of this is right. It hasn't like, been standardized. Yeah, just no, yet. definitely not. <laughs> but, I, but I feel good about, you do feel good I about feel, it. I feel real good about uh, porn taking on VR because they'll solve the problems. <laughs> right. It's true. They'll, they'll figure it, it all out. Especially, for, uh, I mean, for 360 video, like, bare minimum, yeah. But, you know, like the. Wave of the future, dude. Yep. They'll, they'll, 
be like, okay, hey, we figured a bunch of this stuff out, and then video games will, as mm-hmm. they have for the, years. The thing is, years. is like they're not like they will. The thing with the VR porn is, is that uh, like yeah, it, they will produce a lot of content, but th- most of them are running it on sites where they're like, we'll send you a VR viewer right now, and they're aiming at phones. Uh, in a way that... Like the Gear VR? No, like Google Cardboard. Oh, okay. Uh, like, they'll send you, like, like, hey, sign up for a subscription, and we'll send you a cardboard thing that says porno on it, <laughs> and you fucking porno slip viewer. your fu- fucking phone into the porno <laughs> box. Uh, and, uh, so you're saying that maybe their solutions aren't going to be generalizable for exactly, games. Exactly, yeah. It's not the sort of stuff that's, you know, they're going to solve it for themselves in the cheapest way possible that doesn't involve them, like, hiring a bunch of, like, really smart people to right. solve these issues. They're going to be sure. like, no, it's good enough. Like, whatever, we got it. Yeah. Here, just, you know, here, we're going to send you a box that you put your phone in and then strap the box to your face and That's then like, yeah, disrobe. Uh, Maybe disrobe first. It's hard with the thing that, strapped to Yeah, first. there's a lot of, there's, there's a, we don't have to get into this, but there's a lot of nuances to, like, introducing that to the world of pornography. VR? Yeah. Like, you know. Baby the way, steps. Start with sure, the cardboard box. Work sure, your way up. it's just... <laughs> I had a very long conversation with, with Ben Silverbit from Yahoo about... That VR porn. That VR, VR porn. I mean, I, look, lots of people aren't willing to dedicate thousands of dollars of their income to their masturbation rituals, straight up. Sure, like, sure. That's, that's not necessarily an investment a, a great that's number of people are going to want to make. That's something that has decimated all the porn sites, all the subscription porn sites, is that, yeah, no, people are not willing to invest money in it because so much of that stuff is readily available for free online. Yes. That, you know, the, the whole industry had a huge change. So adopting, you know, expensive technology is is as much as they are often at the forefront of this stuff, like I, I think that I don't think they're ever going to go all the way with that stuff. I, I would agree with you. Yeah. I think that the, the cheapest solution yeah. is going to be their ultimate. Yeah. At, at best, they will they will come up with really great ways to get a lot of people into 360 video. Yeah, I think they'll figure out compression codecs and like right. how to get efficient use of bandwidth mm. out of yeah. like videos and that stuff. Though at the same time, that could be the sort of thing where it's like, oh yeah, I've used VR before. I'm like, for porn, obviously, but like, oh, I've used VR before, and then that can be the entryway into people being yeah. a little more comfortable yeah. in yeah. general yeah. with five years, six years, seven years when. Right. Uh, when it's more of a everybody's got one sitting in their house, mm-hmm. that they right? Use, right. M- maybe it's just Pornhub on the side. Pornhub on the side, uh, and you know, and then esports on the other side. Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Pornhub esports. Uh, just some dude yelling about Hearthstone over porn. That we're there. Yeah, are we? we are. There. That's, yeah, that stream much. is running right now somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, that's E3 2016. I, they announced dates for E3 2017. They so did. Yeah. At the very least, somebody has rented a convention center for... Well, the next three years they have. The, is that right? The deal, that is what I read. So get your space on the floor now. I, maybe you can get in there. We should maybe we'll get a booth. Yeah, they'll be cheap. Uh, yeah. I mean, Shaq the internet will still be really expensive. Really, GameSpot yeah. has a booth. We should probably have a booth. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that was the thing. We're like walking around talking to people who, you know who I know have been at a lot of these things, there was a, that, definitely that sentiment. You talked about at the top of the show that we wanted to make sure that, you know, separating the idea that games are bad from E3 might be kind of bad because games are good. Games yeah, are good. Games, games are, are good. Yeah. There's some fucking awesome shit happening. But the health of the show is off. It's in a weird place. We shot that video of us walking around the public area, which, you know, it's their first attempt at it, so you can't really nail them to the wall over it or something, but man, that thing seemed terrible. Games are so good they might not even need yeah, These games right here sell themselves. No, but they, they go out digitally, they run betas, 
right. companies like Sony are big enough to host their own event. They're EA right. separated from the show. Like these major publishers don't need E3 to meet their business needs anymore. Yeah. On the press side, because you know, like who cares about the press? They're talking to influencers. They're giving uh, them their own entrances and everything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then on top of that, like the the retailer work that E three used to ac- accomplish, like that happens, that can happen, and frequently does happen elsewhere. Also, right. So, I think that ESA needs to take a long, hard look at what E three is, what the what the exhibitors want, and what they need it to be to move forward. Because I think it it needs to change dramatically, and if I knew exactly what it needed to change into, I would go run it for the ESA. It's but, right. It's having, you know, the same thing CES is having, like a straight-up yeah. identity crisis. Right. Where, it, you know, you have these gigantic companies pulling out, mm-hmm. and everyone, for, at one point in the show, kind of looks around and is like, fuck are we doing here? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Markets yeah. are changing. For sure. You know? Yeah. Change is afoot. <laughs> Speaking of change, by the time you're listening to this, You've probably heard about a little change going on at Giant Bob. It's true. It's true. It's, Austin it is, Walker. Next week will be my my last Beastcast as as a full-time member of Giant you, Bomb. You made it a year. I made it a year. We, season last season year. finale. Yeah. It was, it's been a good one. Uh, ups and downs. <laughs> plot <laughs> twists. What a season. What a season. Uh, yeah, I'll be moving on. I can't talk yet about where I'm going, but I think... Like six or seven hours after this podcast goes live, there will be an announcement. I'll it's embargoed. It. It's yes. embargoed. It's how you, you know, got to respect the NDAs. You yeah. know, I signed an NDA. Uh, but, uh, it, it has been awesome working with you dude, here. Dude, it has been the best yeah. being here. Uh, yeah, we can talk a little bit more about what you're doing and all that next week. Totally, totally. But straight up, like, yeah. it has yeah. been, I've learned so much, and I have, like, I'm so proud of the Beastcast and, like, what we've done at Giant Bomb East, obviously. I'll be saying similar things later tonight when I actually do announce it on the stream. We were recording this on the Thursday. Time, of time is a weird thing. Uh, yeah. uh, and, like, you know, it's just been great. And you'll be around next week and we'll yes, record another totally, show. Totally. And I'll we'll be around. I'm, I'm staying in New York. I can say that much. So, uh, hmm. Yeah, no, he yeah, is. I'm gonna, yeah, so, yeah, I'll come hang out with Jeff, yeah, even if I'm exactly. not. This is all embargoed information. No, no. No, embar- no hanging out's not under embargo. Yeah, we're hanging out. We're yeah. getting beer. Yeah. That's guys, what's happening. I mean, I thought this podcast always had a rotating chair. It's right, got yeah, a rotating right. chair. Before, yeah. It turned out, we, that's the twist. It's been me all along. <laughs> yeah, that is a yeah. It was Austin all along. <laughs> so. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk more about that. Uh, Sounds good. Uh, but obviously, uh, yeah, big news. Big news yeah. is afoot. The biggest news from E3. Finally. Again, so, yeah. exclusive here One at more thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's me. That's yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get back from L.A. and kind of get our studio rebuilt and get back, get settled, and, and start thinking about in terms of positions and openings and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'll have more to say on that front. Uh, future. Future is a glorious thing for all of us here. Yeah. Uh, Ever forward. I've heard that this is the best time to play games. It's the best time to be playing games. Maybe not the best time to hold a conference about games, because everybody's playing them. Boom. Pax West. Pax coming up. (laughs) Fuck. It's good if you want to see, like, a good, like, video game wrestling show. Hashtag redistribute the belt. Wow. Wow. There you go. All right. Let's wrap it up uh, so we can go record more stuff about E3. Uh, I'm very, Vinny Caravella. Thanks to Backlar, Austin Walker, Alex Navarro, Jeff Gersman. Hi. Your E3 lineup. Let's oh. talk about E3. So, what did okay. you guys see this week? <laughs> uh, well, you know, gosh, I think the press conference was pretty good.